Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 20th. It is five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels 317. And we're both on YouTube right now. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. A couple breaking stories that came out uh, in the past hour. Wanted to give you an update on those. A trial date has been set for Donald Trump in the classified documents case. That is set for August 14th. And also more breaking news. President Biden's son Hunter has been charged with failing to pay income tax and illegally possessing a weapon, and he has pled guilty to those three charges. And he will do no jail time, and I believe if he completes probation on the gun charge, it will be dismissed. So the two things that the left say are two of the biggest issues in America today, the rich people not paying their fair share of taxes, and uh, gun violence and gun issues, Hunter Biden did them both. And he's going to walk out of there without any jail time. And now, congratulations, uh, it's now up to the Republicans in the House of Representatives. And do any of us have any sort of faith whatsoever that the Republicans will get to the bottom of anything? And even if they get to the bottom of something, do anything about it? It's very similar to a set of rules for one group, a different set of rules for another group, which we can be seen locally in regards to Jim Lucas. New police footage body cam footage has been released on his arrest and he has seen he's seen smiling he's seen laughing he's making jokes they had uh conversations about social media hunter biden firearms knives and frank the weather and even the law enforcement profession all of these things happen as he was failing sobriety tests so the previous video that had come out was the police actually the seymour police approaching him uh, obviously, when he was clearly trying to hide his vehicle, he had fled the scene. He he knew he was intoxicated, and they they found him fleeing the scene on foot. So that was the previous footage that came out. This is the aftermath of the police transferring him to and from the blood draw. And again, this is a guy that I mean, if you watch this video, and it's available, you can find it on YouTube. The same thing that happened in the Hammer and Nigel interview is happening here. It's a guy who refuses to accept responsibility. At one point, he says, quote, uh, you know, he asked why why he was nailed with leaving the scene of an accident, according to Capital Chronicle. And obviously, bro, you fled the scene. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you were drunk or not. You took out a barricade. There was an accident that involved destruction of public property, and you fled. Now, you fled... Because you were drunk, you hid your car because you were drunk. When the cop approached you on the body cam video and asked you about a van, because that's how it was described, because the truck had a cab on it, you played cute and tried to deny you knew what he was talking about. You did all of those things because you were attempting to evade potential punishment for the crime you had committed and you see this in this video where he's you know chatting with this cop you know he said uh, you know he was he's very concerned about why and he saw this in the hammer and nigel thing too the fleeing the scene of the accident and being accused of that really sticks in his 
crawl. He doesn't deny the DUI thing. In fact, I think he even kind of fesses up to that. Well, he does. Before he walked into the jail, he said, this was obviously a blank up on my part. I own it. Pay the price and move on. Okay, so I want to come back to that in a second. But it's clear what he did. Everybody with an ounce of common sense knows with two two and a half shredded tires, you're not driving three miles down the road if you hadn't done anything wrong. The average person would call for help. They would, you know, everybody knows what he did. But he says, quote, I was at the scene. I was walking to get help. As he's laughing, according to Capital Chronicle, I thought a deer ran out in front of me. How's that? Mm-hmm. If that was actually what happened, would you end it with, how's that? <laughs> how's Question my answer? Mark? Is that acceptable? Are you believing this? Uh, it is just, and you saw this in the Hammer and Nigel interview, where for whatever reason, the DUI, you know, he, and he, he did this with the cop here, where he basically fesses up to it, but the leaving the scene of the accident, he will not own up to, and I, I don't. That is so perplexing to me. Okay, so his driver's license is suspended for 60 days. They're going to allow him to drive between the hours of 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. But also part of the agreement, he's going to spend a year on probation. That could be shortened to six months once he pays court and probation fees. He has to complete an alcohol and drug program. He has to pay the nearly $4,000 for cash repairs. And he faces uh, substance abuse screenings. He also has to attend a victim impact panel. And I think that's where it may, it may hit a home for him once he has to attend that victim impact panel. You know what, Casey? I don't think it will because how many times have we seen with Jim Lucas, let's go back to, I think it was two years ago, with the racially insensitive memes where he takes those those down. Maybe it's in three years ago. No, I don't remember. And, oh, it's, he, he's, it's such a big deal that he has to delete his Facebook. And then he comes back. And then it's the stuff where now he's making insensitive comments where he has to go to the Holocaust Museum. And now it's this. Clearly, impacts on other people don't resonate with this with this guy. And even if it did, what does it say about someone making decisions for us who needs a victim impact statement? Mm-hmm. To learn a lesson? To like, know not to he, drive drunk. Shouldn't he already know that right from wrong? beforehand he he has said he was very clear with hammer and nigel i will keep drinking Mm -hmm. so it it is the the whatever court ordered punishment if he can complete it is just a bump in the road he's going to be back to to drinking again Uh, and you can either believe that this is just the worst coincidence in the entire world the first time the guy did this he just happened to have the worst experience ever and a deer ran in front of him and he got caught or you can believe this is a guy as we've had callers say and talk about who have been alcoholics, et cetera, who have who have had this these issues, and this is certainly not the first time. And if you don't address the issue, which he admitted to Hammer and Nigel, there were other things going on in his life. Now, he didn't go into detail on those. Yep. But if you are using alcohol as a coping mechanism, which is essentially what he fessed up to without fessing up to, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. I mean, the DUI is the, like the symptom of the issue, but the issue is you're using alcohol to cope with the problem. And until you figure out how to not do that. Yeah, to mask your problems, you're, you're going to have a hard time moving along. Well, congratulations, Seymour. That's who your representative is. Let's talk about what's going on with this uh, Burisma bank account. Hunter Biden, who has, by the way, been charged and pled guilty this morning. He had executives at Burisma set up a bank account for him. And that bank has since been closed because of what? Money laundering <laughs> problems. 
It's almost like the Binds knew exactly what type of people they needed to deal with. Yeah, boy, that's wild, isn't it, Casey? Yeah. <laughs> and not only did he have to set up this bank account, he had to give him his passport, multiple bank statements, and uh, all of this so that he could open up this separate bank account with this bank that has already undergone an investigation in 2018 for questionable dealings. Again, I'll come back to what I said earlier. It, it, when you look at the people who are running this country, I feel like I am on that show I'm watching now, Jury Duty, in which every person other than one guy is an actor, and he thinks these are just the incredible coincidences and no one's wised him up to it. I feel like I am that guy in which at some point, either you or Kevin is going to bring a cameraman <laughs> through that door and they're going to start laughing at me and going, ha ha, gotcha. Because Everybody knows what these people are. Everybody knows how corrupt the Bidens are. Everybody knows what a complete dirtbag Hunter Biden is and Joe Biden is and that Joe Biden was making money off access peddling and Hunter Biden was the conduit to it. And yet, on top of that, Joe Biden thinks the queen is alive. <laughs> he does. In, 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 in addition to being a corrupt, dirty old man, he is so mentally shot that he thinks the Queen of England is still alive. And yet he is running our country. Mm -hmm. Is he? Or is he the face? He's the, guy who's, he's the guy who's going to get the portrait, Casey. Yeah, uh, he he he's the face of the people that are running the country. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, she says that Joe Biden should absolutely be impeached, but not just him. So should Christopher Ray millions and millions of dollars from all these foreign countries that we know they have no business to prove that they're producing a product or a service to be making all this money. Hunter Biden is a crackhead. His evidence that we have on him showing all of his prostitutes uh, coming from Ukraine, coming from Russia, um, this shows that this man was only purely profiting by his, Hunter, by his father's powerful positions. Joe Biden absolutely should be impeached, but I gotta tell you, Maria, so should Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray is no dummy. He, he has quite a law career. He comes from a, a very uh, respected firm, King and Spalding, uh, here in Georgia. This is a man that knows exactly what he's doing, and he's using the power of the FBI director's position to protect and hide the crimes from the American people. These are unclassified forms. Everyone should be outraged. I'm demanding impeachment. Um, I'm with the American American people, and it, it doesn't bother me that the conference is not there yet. I think it's the right thing to do. So this would be the third impeachment. If, if Marjorie Taylor Greene does bring impeachment articles against Biden, this would be the third one because you've got Andy Ogles, who did it about the documents. You've got Lauren Boebert, who did it about the border, and now Marjorie Taylor Greene and this Burisma scandal. But it doesn't matter what they bring forward. Are they voting to do any of it? Is there a vote? Has there been a vote? What other further evidence do you do you need? Yeah. Well, I mean, just imagine in the case with Hunter this morning where he pled guilty to the tax evasion and the gun uh, crime. Okay. They've been investigating that since 2018. Yes. In five years, we spent how many millions of taxpayer dollars to get this guy on probation, and if he completes certain parts of the requirement as a part of the plea deal, the gun charge goes away. Mm -hmm. So even if what, even if they do decide to impeach, how long will that take? You know, this they go through the process. This really is a an example of again how there are two versions of justice, but there's a, based on politics, but there's really also two versions of justice 
based on what access you have in terms of legal counsel, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's a conversation that we that is worth having in this country. Now, look, a guy like Trump who will not shut up and stop talking, your counsel can only do so much. <laughs> but Hunter Biden, to his credit, just basically disappeared and let the legal counsel gum this thing up for the you know for the better part of five years. You know, he gave an interview, a very controlled interview with the, with the network one time. And other than that, look, he's going to skate. And it is an example, another example, that if you are a wealthy person with access to good attorneys, we do have two systems of justice compared to people who have the public defender. Yep. It's 18 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 21 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday we talked about how Meghan Markle's podcast was canceled. And today a new report coming out that in her interviews, she actually didn't conduct a lot of them by herself. Pod News reported that some of the show's interviews were done by members of her staff. And then she went into a studio and voiced some stuff. And then her voice was dropped in. In one instance, an author who appeared on the podcast says she she never even spoke to Meghan Markle. To track the rest of the history of this word, we called up journalist and author Allison Yarrow. Etymologists believe that the word kind of <laughs> came out of this Greek insult. So you can tell that there's no back and forth with the two of them. It's just clip, edit, clip, edit, clip, edit. And it's also being reported that one of the reasons that the podcast was canceled was because they didn't produce enough content to receive the full payment of the $20 million deal that they agreed (laughs) upon in 2020. Uh, These people are insufferable. I can't stand any of them. And think about that. Like, okay, so you agree to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And you would think that if you agree to do whatever and you're going to take a gargantuan amount of money for it, that you would put the maximum amount of effort into it possible because, well, my name is attached to it and I want it to be the best that it can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And yet here you have very clearly, she can't even be bothered to lower herself to talk to the quote unquote guest in question, nor it appears fulfill the Dude, it's a podcast. Well, I get it that she want she wants it to sound good and have this glossy image. Nah, like she does. nah, do nah, your research, nah, but then do it. Nah, 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 nah. nah no, I'm not to... defending her that they're editing it or anything. I'm just saying, like, do your research, be prepared, but show up for the podcast and do the whole hour. Right, right. No, no, I mean, yeah, it has nothing to do with with her. Uh, you know, she doesn't want to put the work in. Well, that's it. Yeah. Do the work. Do better. Also trending, uh, Donald Trump, you know, he sat down with Brett Baer from Fox News last night, and Brett asked him what, actually, it was a letter that they had received, and Brett was asking the question on behalf of somebody, what is his campaign platform, and what will he do straight away if he were elected president? Well, I do two simultaneously. I start drilling. We have the most liquid gold under our feet oil than any other country, more than Saudi Arabia, more than Russia. And that's going to bring down the pressure on inflation. And we're going to have very little inflation very soon. We had virtually none when I was president. And second, that close up the border. 
because we can't have prisoners and uh, people from mental institutions coming into our country. They're emptying out from all over the world, not just from the three or four countries we talk about, the neighboring countries all over the world. They're coming into our country at, at levels that nobody's ever seen before, Brett, and we have to stop it. So this is red meat for Republicans. He's speaking directly to his base, but I can appreciate it. At least it's a plan. It's not just attacking Bill Barr. It's not attacking Joe Biden. It's what are you going to do if you're elected? Yeah, but that angry, that answer on inflation makes me angry because, look, he had normal, what air quote, normal inflation during his presidency until... He turned on the money spigot. COVID. He, 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 he and the Republicans divorced themselves from this inflation thing, and it is just completely ridiculous. They printed money the same way Biden printed money. The Republicans printed Todd Young. Now, Jim Banks voted against most of it, but Todd Young uh, and the rest of these guys, Mitch McConnell, Jim Baird, uh, Larry Bouchon, all of these people voted to print $5 trillion dollars in 2020. They did it. They controlled the Senate and the presidency. Their $5 trillion contributed to the inflation the same way the money that Biden printed. And they printed more than Biden did. And so for him to go, well, I had super low inflation during my presidency until you walked out the door after having printed $5 trillion. And there's the Republicans never own this. And I, and I don't, then they get away with it. And I don't understand how or why from their voters they, they're allowed to get away with this. Well, his answer to it, though, is to drill. And that's something that Biden won't do. So, yeah, he may have been the the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. But drilling will not solve this issue. Inflation is not just because of the price of gas. Inflation is because of the the devaluation of the dollar because of all the debt that our nation has incurred. We're approaching $32 trillion. Donald Trump is a huge, huge part of that. I think when George Bush was elected in 2000, the nation's debt was $5 trillion. That means our national debt has almost increased sevenfold in 23 years. That is George Bush. That is Barack Obama. That is uh, Donald Trump. That is Joe Biden. It's a bipartisan thing. And these Republicans walk out there. They just did it again with the debt ceiling. Yeah. This, for some reason, their voters, Republican Party voters, allow the Republicans to lie about their role in government spending and inflation. I don't get it. Okay, let's talk about this Gallup poll. It just came out. It is a values and beliefs poll. And it states that 64% of Americans say that gay or lesbian relations are more acceptable but this is down from seven points from a year ago isn't so that's the takeaway from this is that seven and by seven percent americans now disapprove higher with a seven percent higher disapproval rating for same-sex relationships and here's what i think it is casey and this is why this is relevant it is because it has been thrown in the faces of people and, and people have been told it is not good enough to simply not care and believe you do whatever you want to do as a consenting adult. You now have to celebrate the thing. And people have said, well, you know what? If I have to choose, I'm going to be against it then because I'm not selling, celebrating it because I don't agree with it. And while I don't care... If I have to care, then I'm going to disagree with it. Also in this poll, they said that an issue between uh, sex between an unmarried man and a woman is 72% okay. Uh, 70% said having a baby outside of marriage is also okay. But the one thing that those who were polled least liked, that was having an affair, human cloning, and suicide. These are unacceptable, off-limit things to this Gallup poll. Casey, when we come back, yeah. we have to get to voicemails. I know. And I know. The 
our, our all-time, one of our all-time favorite haters has called again. Uh, he is now taking shots at Kevin, mm-hmm. um, and he is very mad that you exist. I know. We're going to deal with him coming up. It's 1028. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1034, and it's time to hear from you at 317-684-8444. Time for your questions, comments, or smart remarks with Kendall and Casey. Okay, Casey. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, we got to start off with our, uh, well, I guess I'd call him our super, I would call him our super fan. Of course, I'm being sarcastic when I say that. He, uh, this guy calls quite a bit mm-hmm. and uh, he really, really, really doesn't like our show. Uh, we have put him in multiple liners. Mm-hmm. You know how it works around here. Hate mail goes straight to the front of the line because I checked the voicemails. And uh, he, has, he has been uh, used multiple times because he's very upset with something with our show. And I think now we have begun to get to the bottom of it with this voicemail. It is not me he is upset with. Yeah. It is you mm-hmm. and it is Kevin. Let's hear from our fan. Okay. And then let's let's take an exam a deep dive on this. Sure. I'm thinking that if it weren't for sound bites and your banter between yourself and Casey and whatever that young man is, you really wouldn't have a show anymore. I really enjoyed it when you were on Saturdays and you really got down into the nitty gritty, but anymore you're just another voice on the radio. He does sound like he's picking on you just a bit. No, he loved the Rob Kendall show, uh, the weekend show. I was the fine. The weekend show. But, I was fine before I met you. But it, what he's not liking is the new makeup now. He's very upset that you exist. Yeah. And as you exist, mm-hmm. he's very upset that you and I have conversation back and forth. Right. He's also irate that poor Kevin. Yeah. Who, yeah. I, look, we love Kevin, but Kevin may get an uh, one minute of airtime every day. Yeah. And he's also very upset about Kevin's existence. And he well, knows my name. He just didn't want to yeah, say Yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. That's so dismissive of Kevin, right? Yeah. God forbid <laughs> that we would talk during a talk radio show. But, but here's can, the well, thing. Before we do that, can we play the call again just to make sure? I mean, maybe we missed Are we inter- reading it right? Be- well, yeah, because it okay. sounds like he's mad that you exist as a human being. Yeah, I, that's what I, yeah. I'm thinking that if it weren't for sound bites and your banter between yourself and Casey and whatever that young man is, you really wouldn't have a show anymore. I really enjoyed it when you were on Saturdays and you really got down into the nitty gritty, but anymore, you're just another voice on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. He's saying that when you were by yourself on Saturdays, you were fantastic. Absolutely. But now that you're with me and Kevin is here, that's when it's unacceptable. Do we know his name? No, I don't. He's never given his name. I'm going to give him a name. Oh, great. I, I think from now on, we're going to, he, he will be known as Travis. Oh. Travis is the fat kid nose picker okay. who likes to put his hand in his pants. Uh-huh. That's why I imagine his name is Travis. Okay. Is there, did you know a Travis that was fat and a nose picker and put his hand in his pants? Yeah. And, oh. and, and Travis oh, is the type of guy who sits in a dark basement yeah. with a death grip on his Johnson while he's watching Whoa. porn. Wow. Boy, this took a dark turn. Yeah. And he expects women just to feed him and take care of his needs and service him. Uh-huh. Well, Travis, I have a bigger purpose in life than that. 
and I have a right to exist and to be here. You don't even know who I am. And I invite you, I invite you to call in Come on, do it again. 317-684-8444. Tell me what's in your heart. Tell me what's on your mind. And I 100% guarantee you will never ever be on the air of WIBC again. You know why? Half of this show is mine. It is called the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm not going anywhere. But you know what, Travis? You are. Next Wow. Well, that's... <laughs> I, I think you and Travis need to step into the octagon. <laughs> Kevin, I wasn't expecting that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance. I mean, he you know, he was dismissive of you. Do you have something to say? I I mean, I, yeah, I guess come on the show. I like the I like the I like the, <laughs> I, I, like so the nice. I like the liner material. So I, I think he should just mm-hmm. keep it coming. That's uh. Wow, I didn't expect that. All right, well, let's get to the next phone call here. That's going to be pretty hard to one-up. Somebody called about Mike Pence, and, you know, he's very, uh, you know, he was very concerned about the voter fraud. Remember in 2020 when he was in that cheering stadium of people from Georgia? Is it Georgians? Yes. Is that what you call someone from Georgia? They're a peach. Yeah, the Georgians were cheering when there was a stadium full of people, and he was very concerned about the voter fraud, and he was going to get to the bottom of it and how people vote. And then, of course, January 6th came, and then he claimed, he spent the next three years basically claiming, two years, whatever it's been, claiming there was nothing he could do, and the people who suggested he should do something are just the worst people, even though just days before he had suggested he was potentially going to do something. And somebody called and made an interesting point about Mike Pence and his voting in 2020. Hey guys, I listen to you every day. Rob, you're going to get a kick out of this. I don't know if you remember or not. Back in 2020, when Pence was vice president, he came to Indiana and voted and used the governor's mansion as his home address. Now, don't you think that's voter fraud? You're going to love this one because it's backed by two sources. One is Indianapolis Star and the other is Wish TV. Hmm. Have a good day, big guys. I love it. He did his homework. Well, yes, this was a big deal at the time. Now, let's preface this because I hate to give Mike Pence credit for anything, but by the letter of the law, it is not voter fraud because, and Indy Star even admitted this at the time, um, if a person is on the business of the United States, they are not required in the state of Indiana to vote in a precinct that they reside in a precinct they vote in. But what it does tell us is something interesting, okay? So basically, Mike Pence, because part of what I've talked about Pence is that he is a grifter. He and the Pence family are grifters and they exist to suck money off the taxpayers. So basically what we are led to believe is that Mike Pence was essentially homeless. Well, you are at some point, Mike Pence. Mike Pence had no Indiana address. When Mike, normally, when you are elected governor, right? I'm elected governor. I live in. I'll just pull. I live in Greenfield, right? You go to the governor's residence as a short-term yeah. stop, right? You wouldn't just. I'm going to liquidate my home because that's where I live. Unless your very clear intention is, I will continue to grift as long as humanly possible, 
and thus I can sell this home and make a financial windfall because I know for the foreseeable future I will not be paying any sort of rent and I will just leech off the taxpayers. That's and and three years later, Mike Pence still had no verifiable address other than he lived in the what do they call it, the Naval Academy or whatever. But this guy was just walking around homeless living off the taxpayers. That's what came out of this for me. Well, he's got to use something as an address, though. Wouldn't you think he'd have had a home? Like, okay, Casey, you're you're elected governor, and he supposedly was from, now we all know he was spending very little time in his district when he was a congressman because he lived to be in Washington, D.C., and people kiss his backside and tell him how great he is, and he needed the pomp and circumstance. But you were supposed to have an Indiana address and, you know, the Pences are everything Indiana and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the bull crap lines he threw out there to snowball, to snow people. Wouldn't you think if you were elected governor, you would say, wow, as a Hoosier through and through, I just can't, I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to serve and I just can't wait to get back to the old family homestead there in Columbus or wherever he was telling people that he was living. But yet apparently he either cashed in on that. And I'm going to have to go back and look at property records on this now on that homestead and made a whole bunch of money being governor because of that financial windfall. And this was before they had their place in Zionsville. Right, correct. Wherever it is. Or, or he really wasn't actually spending all that much time in his district because he essentially had something he could just very quickly, quietly unload, right? That was what I took away from it. Legally, he's fine. He's in compliance with the law. Nobody's assuming otherwise. But it just is another example because then his wife... And we'll talk about this at some point, hopefully if we get time, about how much during our story hours, how much Karen spent on the governor's mansion with taxpayer money when she was in there because nobody spends money like Karen Pence. I believe that Mike Pence is going to be on with Tony Katz on Thursday, so maybe he'll ask him. Oh, I'm sure he'll just ask him right right away about a whole, but I think Tony will probably do a little different interview than I would do with Mike Pence. (laughs) I think so. All right, Casey, we got to take a break. Hammer's going to join us next. When we come back, Hammer and I got into a spirited debate last night about the all-time greatest local pitchmen in Indiana history. Yeah. And we, I think, are going to throw down over this because, man, there have been some great local characters over there, some forgotten people. We're going down memory lane when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 1048. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Over the weekend, I went to... Palavana Cubano. They oh, advertise. There it is. Yeah, they advertise here on WIBC, and yes. I got a great sandwich there, uh, and it was amazing. It's and the it was best all- Cuban food in Indy, and I'm not even just saying that because they do advertise here. Yeah. it's not even close. And the portion sizes. Huge. If you're a fatty like me, it's everything <laughs> you're looking for. Well, I went because I heard the commercial. And you guys say that, you know, there's been a lot of great pitchmen here in Indianapolis over the years. So uh, this will predate your time in Marion mm-hmm. County here, Casey. But Rob and I were texting back and forth last night about local pitchmen. Yeah. Now, locals keyword here. We're not talking about Billy Mays or people like that. It has to be somebody that's best known as being a local indie pitchman, which 
eliminate somebody like Slick Leonard. Right. Because Slick Leonard, he was a great pitch man. The big old green sign. <laughs> but I think we all know he's best known as being the coach of the Indiana Pacers right. and a broadcaster. Right. We're talking about people, and oftentimes it was the person, not always, but who owned the business and was you know associated with the business or again some in some cases it's not of some of the people on our list but it was somebody who that is what you know them for is promoting this product correct so I, I heard you mention before I came in that we were going to bump heads. I don't think we're going to bump heads at all. Yeah, yeah I, I, I take that back. I was actually just teasing people so they keep listening. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I take that Lying back. Lying Rob. <laughs> uh, I, I re we had our conversation in the hall. I guess we are in agreement on on most of these. We may be disagreement on the all time number one, but uh, yeah, I think we do agree for a Mount Rushmore of all time local. Okay, pitchmen. so if we're doing a Mount Rushmore, that's four positions, right? These are my four, and I'm going to go four to number one. Yeah. Going backwards here. Coming in at number four, Crazy Mickey the Beeper King. Yeah. Sells his beepers for a buck 19. <laughs> this was a very large gentleman and you know that was kind of part of his shtick yeah like if you remember those commercials back when everybody wore the beepers yeah. uh crazy mickey was the guy yeah he would get like stuck in a phone booth in one of his ads <laughs> he would run this little tricycle in one of the ads and he had the the jingle the famous jingle when he would sing it terribly was I'm Crazy Mickey, the Beeper King. I sell pagers for a buck nineteen. Yes, oh, and he nice. would wear a big, he would wear a crown yep. in his yep. ads. And you know, just because you know, I love the sitcom character esque people. He would be my number one seed in the all time great local pitch. So he's your number one. He is my number one. Now I accept that most people are going to go with your number one, but yes, because you know, I need cartoon characters okay. in my life. Mickey is my number one. Okay, so coming in at number three is somebody that did a spot with. Kind of the owner, but wasn't the owner. Marvin Johnson yeah. for Eastgate Chrysler Plymouth. He was the boxing <laughs> champion. Yeah. And I think outside of Indiana, most people would recognize him probably as one of the boxing, you know, belt winners. Yeah. But here in Central Indy, people remember his commercials with Vince Ganey. Yep. Uh, and he would come out in the robe, Indianapolis, <laughs> and he'd have the boxing gloves on. And he and Vince would kind of rough it up a little bit. And he looked like Marvin Hagler. I always used to get those two guys confused. I was that they kind of looked alike. It was a great time for boxing Marvin. Yes, yes, it was. Absolutely. And so, yes, I absolutely agree. He's probably got to be on this list. Coming in at number two, uh, someone who I have a personal relationship with, someone who's a friend of mine, the Watsons girl. Oh, yes. Jennifer. Jennifer's awesome people, and I think we all remember it's hot and you need a pool, and there was the Watsons girl. Now, you are so close. So, the so people who don't remember Watsons, it is now, I believe, Family Leisure, I think is the name of the business. It sells pools, it sells hot tubs, it sells billiards, things of that nature. And the guy who owned it, she was his stepdaughter. Correct. Is that right? And so uh, he put his very, I mean, look, you got to give this guy credit. I mean, a little shameless, but very profitable, put his well-assembled daughter <laughs> in a bikini uh -huh. as the spokesperson. She's selling pools. Oh, and she was. And look, there's a strong case to be made in terms of most memorable all-time that she may be number one. She could be. She also appeared on the uh, short-lived Hammer and Nigel show Billboard. Yes, I was gonna. I was trying to explain this to Kevin, how you guys once had a billboard for your podcast. How, how did that come to be, and why did it get taken down? It was a charity auction, and 
and we pulled our money together <laughs> from our advertisers, and we bought the billboard. Now, I think the billboard company thought, oh, these guys don't really want to have a billboard. They're just going to donate the money. We wanted the billboard. <laughs> and it was up on a 465 uh, on the near west side. Yes. And <laughs> I'm not even sure if we can talk about what it was. Uh, you see the picture sometime. The Watson's girl's in a nurse's outfit, kind of like the old Blink-182 cover. <laughs> and she's got the rubber glove on. And Nige and I are like getting ready to get uh, shot with like her needle. And it says, the Hammer and Nigel show, just a couple of... Mm-hmm. Rhymes with sticks. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Like She's when you, very attractive. When you prick a needle in somebody's yeah. arm, you know, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, and I remember driving and saying, I know those two losers. How'd they get a billboard? <laughs> I Cherry still talk auction. to her from time to time. She's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. And num- number one. Number one for me, Don from Don's Guns. Yeah, that's hard to argue. I don't want to make money. I just love to sell guns. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing about Don is that's who he was. Yeah. So he's no longer with us. I believe he passed in 16. I was DJing a wedding, and this was probably 2013, 14-ish, right around that time. He was a guest at the wedding. (laughs) Now, I didn't go up and talk to him. I'm in the back playing music, doing that kind of stuff. But he's making the rounds in the room, and he's on. Like, I think that's just how he was. He's finger guns. He's pointing. (laughs) He's calling chick sugar lips. Like, that's who he was. And everybody just, like, when you saw him, because he had that iconic look, right? The big hair, you know, the smile, the finger guns. Um, That's my number one. Now, I do have a question, because I had these as honorable mention. What's your beef with the HHA Greg uh, twins? Oh, those little kids? Yeah. They're rotten to the core. So I used to work at Great Times in high school, and when those kids were little, they'd come in, and they were just awful. Just rotten little heathens. (laughs) Honorable mention, Mackenzie for Andy Moore as well. Friend of the show, yes, Mackenzie Roth. Yes, absolutely. All right, what's coming up this afternoon? So we're going to talk to the prosecutor from Johnson County. We talked about him yesterday, how he's actually tougher on indie crime than the prosecutor at Indy. <laughs> Good list, Hammer. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.